Hello there, and welcome to another fantastic, fantastic episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using, what else? A combination of old school wisdom and new breed tactics to achieve this end. My name is Sim, and today we're going to be talking about cause and effect. So I got the inspiration and motivation to create this episode based off of a answer that I put on a question on Quora. And I don't go on Quora too much, but occasionally I find some gems on there. And some people have been asking me why I haven't been posting on Quora as often as I did in the past. And for me, there's two reasons for that. The first reason mainly is I just don't have the time. There's other things in my life that require my time and attention more so than Quora. So I've largely stepped away from it in that respect. And then secondly, since I started posting on Quora a lot two, three years ago, the site has just exploded and it's gained a lot of traction. And with a lot of traction comes a lot of users and Core is a business at the end of the day. They have to operate as a business and they have to capitalize on all the traffic and all of the attention that's coming their way. So inevitably with a lot of these online platforms, they add a lot of social media elements onto it. Um, so those elements bring in a lot of people who really aren't focused on the whole driving point behind Quora, just a platform for learning. So a lot of people are more interested on the social media aspect. So you get a watered down version of the platform and uh, you get a lot of mental gymnastics by people who just don't have any idea of what the hell they're talking about. So um, that's another reason why I stepped away. But regardless from all that, when I do go on there, sometimes I do find some gems. Uh, so I went on out of curiosity and this one question appeared in my feed because one of the people I follow, uh, he responded to it and he answered it. And then he gave a great answer to it. Um, and then I looked more at the question. I clicked on the question and I was scrolling down and then uh, there's a lot of people were saying, well, you know, um, it's this, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. And they were missing the entire point entirely. Um, my, my, uh, my, the guy I follow, he got it more so on the mark than these other people, but I have my own spin on it. And this episode will just be an expansion of what I put on that question and I'll link the answer in the notes below so you can see what I wrote but the question was talking about um, what is important in life luck or hard work and to be honest this shouldn't even be a question because these two are completely different things but we live in a time and in a society and an era where people conflate and confuse these things as being one and the same and one is just on the spectrum of the other when in reality they're not even in each other's neighborhood so i'm going to be talking about this some more 
So to start off, if you were to ask this question 100 years ago, you would be laughed at by majority of people. You'd be laughed out of town. You would just be, You people would ask, who are your parents that even teach you why luck would even come to into the equation? Luck or hard work would even come to the equation? Who are your parents who taught you this madness? So... A hundred years ago, obviously our world was very, very, very different. And just on a surface level, the world was a lot harder place than it is today. Obviously, there was no internet, there was no TV, there was no Amazon Prime shipping, there were there's no DoorDash, there's none of the conveniences that make life modern life so easy for us today. Most people lived in homes that aren't as nearly as big as today. And most people were engaged in some form of manual labor. Manual labor, obviously, is something that requires work and requires effort. You put something in, you put in a hard day's work in, you get something out. So if you're a farmer, or if you're a craftsman, or if you're a mechanist, or you're working on an assembly line, you see the tangible effects of putting in effort and putting in quote-unquote hard work. This is because this follows the rules of nature for the most part. You put something in the soil, you plant it, a couple months, come back a couple months later, you get a plant and come back even a couple more months later, you get a harvest. That's just the law of nature. You plant something, you harvest. And because all of nature is oriented around this way, the only real deciding factor of anything should be how much effort you put in. Zig Ziglar, if you've heard of him, he said that life is like a buffet. buffet. Um, you can have anything you want. You just have to pay for it in advance. So the question becomes, what do you... What's the currency? What do you pay for success with? What do you pay for the things you want with? Pay for it with sweat. You pay for it with effort. You pay for it with pain. Pay for it with time. Pay for it with all these things that people don't want to use up. People don't want to experience. That's what you pay for success with. And all of these things I mentioned, they are pretty much the essence of quote-unquote hard work. This also goes back to the saying of, you can have anything you want, just not everything. There's a lot of things we all want in our lives. And a lot of things that we want, we buy with our money. But you can't have everything you want at the same time. You can't go out and buy a Lincoln Town Car or a new house or a new couch or a new TV and all these things at the same time, it's going to be very hard for you to buy all these things. But for some reason, people think that they can just have it all and they don't want to sacrifice anything. And that's the current state of the first world environment we live in. We live in a world of so much comfort and so much abundance and so much fruit of the trees that were planted long ago by people who previously existed before us that we feel as if we can just sit back and chill. 
But can we really chill? Can we really just not do anything? Well, I would say, and this book called The Wealthy Gardener would say, you pay for an extraordinary life with your time and with your effort, but you pay for an average life with your dreams. And that's so true. That's so true because the average of modern day society is go to work, come home, go back to work again, repeat, survival. I talked about this in the last audio blog or previous audio blogs that you cannot just do the average if you want to experience the ordinary, extraordinary in life. You're going to have to put in some sweat equity. You're going to have to put in some quote unquote hard work. But people don't want to hear that. They don't, they don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear this. They want to get put on. They want someone to put them on. They want someone to give them a hack, a tip, or something to compensate to compensate for their inherent weakness. Because let's be honest, a lot of people today are weak. A lot of people just don't have that inner strength, that true drive, that mental toughness to really push things through and really see things through to the end. So we have a lot of people that just end up quitting on things they say they want. They say they want to lose 10 pounds. They say they want to make X amount of money. They say they want this job. They say they want this. They say they want that. But why are people quitting? Why, why are people just taking up these things and people are quitting? People are quitting because they just don't have the, again, the mental toughness and they just don't have the mindset of not being put on. No one's going to put you on. No one's going to come and clean your house. No one's going to deliver your uh, dream life to you on a silver platter. No one's going to give you, just go ahead and give you a $100,000. No one's going to lift the weights for you. No one's going to just say, here, here's your dream lifestyle. No one's giving out keys to just go and live your dream lifestyle, never have to work again and do fuck all. No one, no one is doing that. So what is... How do you how do you achieve that dream lifestyle? How do you how do you achieve what you want to what you want in life? Obviously, the only solution is effort, quote unquote, hard work. And I I just I really dislike the word hard words hard work because it implies that it's something that you just need to grind through. It's something that you just need to struggle through because it implies implies some form of torture. And the mentality should be, what am I willing to sacrifice? What am I willing to pay for in order to achieve this thing? Because again, you can have anything you want. It's just that, what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to put on the line to achieve that? If you go back to many ancient cultures, and especially many ancient cultures in the Bible, you, or any religion, to be honest, you'll see that they sacrificed something. They would often put sacrifices to the gods in some form of ritual so that they could have good fortune and so that they could have blessing for the next year and so and so and so and so. And that sacrifice, that notion of sacrifice has been lost to us largely because, again, we live in a world of so much abundance and so much excess that... We feel as if we don't have to, 
put anything in. But the laws of nature, no matter what time it is, no matter what season it is, they're still operating. You have to plant before you harvest. That's just the fact of life. So a lot of people don't want to plant. And someone like James Clear, and James Clear is someone I respect a lot. I, I, I enjoy his work. I'm a big fan of his work. I feel he has contributed a significant portion of understanding in the realm of human psychology and habit formation and just how to live a more productive life. So James Clear is someone I give a lot of credit for, for helping me shape my ideas as well. But James Clear was asked once by, um, I think it was, I think he's regularly asked this question, but he was asked mainly, how long do I have to do something before it's a habit? How long do I have to continue a behavior before it just becomes a habit? And his response is, you would think his normal response would be, oh, you have to do this for 66 days or half a year, or you have to do this for a year before it becomes a habit. And he just says, forever. The answer is forever. You have to do something forever because if you don't do anything, if you don't do something regularly, and if you don't do it anymore, it just doesn't become a habit. It's not a habit. And a lot of people go on a diet or they go into the gym or they start saving money or they start doing so-and-so and they ask, how long do I have to keep this up? And the question, the answer to that is you have to do it till, till the day you die or till you don't want that anymore. If you don't want to be thin and ripped and strong, then get off the diet and stop going to the gym. If you don't want to have money to save up for a rainy day or to invest, then stop saving money. If you don't want that result, then you don't do that habit. It's pretty simple because the habit, the choice you make will become the habit, which will become the lifestyle. It's just how you live your life. We don't ask, when do I stop going to work? Or when do I stop breathing air? Okay, you stop going to work when you stop wanting to get paid or you don't want to work at that job. And you stop breathing air when you want to die. It's pretty simple. And this disconnection of cause and effect is so lost to us in modern society that a lot of people are just so confused about what creates success when in reality, it's really, really simple. And... This is where the notion of luck comes in. It's like, oh, well, this person was lucky and this person got put on and this person got access and this person got connects and all that stuff. It's like, okay, but what are they bringing to the table? What are they bringing to the table? Definitely, you'll have some people who just get put on and made Insta famous, but there's been thousands upon thousands of people like that in past past years and before social media and before really any of this stuff really popped off there's been thousands and thousands millions of those people mainly in the form of entertainment and stuff like that and there's so many they're not even worth mentioning by name but if you look them up one hit wonders you'll definitely get people who are just put on but they lacked the emotional ecosystem and the mental toughness to really 
make a legacy because that's what you want to do when you're doing any sort of change. You want to be focused on making a legacy because you can do something today. You can do something right today and you can follow all the steps today. You can go to the gym today. You can practice a musical instrument today. You can stop smoking today. You can stop eating bad food today. You can stop doing all these things and start doing all these things today. But what about the other 364 days? What about those? If you don't continue that, it's just going to be a blip on the radar. It's going to be like, okay, well, that's just an anomaly. That's just something that was habitual, but you happen to miss twice or you happen to miss a day. You happen to miss a day of smoking, but you pick back up the next day. Because why? Because it's a habit. It's part of your lifestyle. And a lot of the things that people don't want to do are the same things that people who are quote unquote successful don't want to do either. And I think it was Brian Tracy said that there's nothing that separates unsuccessful people from successful, successful people, except that successful people just do the things that unsuccessful people don't want to do, which is pretty simple when you think about it. But that's very deep because when you think about, oh, how can this person love going to the gym? And for me, I can only speak for myself. I don't enjoy going to the gym. I don't have, I, or actually I'll take that back. I have, um, I enjoy going to the gym. I enjoy being physically fit. I enjoy the fruits of going to the gym and living an active lifestyle, but I do not have fun when I'm in the gym. When I'm in the gym, it's a all out war to get better and improve some aspect of my performance. You should not be having fun when you're trying to improve in an area. Practicing should not be fun. Practicing should be practice. The real fun is when the performance happens. The real fun happens when people say, damn, man, holy shit, you're looking shred. You're looking jacked as shit, man. Or, oh, my God, you're such a you're such an awesome musician. You're such a great guitar player. You're such a uh, you're so, so you're so good at football or you're so good at tennis or the fun happens when you get the compensation for the practice you put in. That's when the fun happens. The fun doesn't happen during practice when you're putting in the hours. The fun doesn't happen there. But we again, we live in a world of abundance that we feel as if everything we have to, everything we have to do has to be fun and everything just has to be great. But I'm going to argue counter to that. I'm going to say that if you're not pushing towards some ideal every single day, then you're on the wrong path. And even though we have to work less hard than our ancestors did, that still doesn't remove us from the fact that we still have to work, that we still have to build up our mental toughness, that we still have to build up our emotional ecosystem to take advantage of the opportunities that are flying towards us. In the last audio, I said that Forget the past. The past is dead. And the future is rushing towards you while you're rushing towards it. And I think either Seneca or Albert Einstein said that. I can't remember which one of them said that. But one of them said that regardless, you're going towards the future at the same time it's advancing towards you. 
And in that future, in that timeline, there are going to be opportunities to improve your life, improve your status, improve some aspect of yourself. And if you're not awake to that, if you're not alert to that, if you don't have the emotional ecosystem to take advantage of that, if you don't have the mental fortitude to take advantage of those opportunities, they're just going to fly right past you and they're not going to be coming back. That's why they call them windows of opportunity. The windows only open for a certain amount of time. Whether you take it is up to you. And whether you take it is pretty much an aspect of your preparation. And your preparation only comes from hard work. So someone can get lucky by singing at a coffee shop or performing at a coffee shop, performing music at a coffee shop. And a record executive comes in and says, oh my God, that person is the next Whitney Houston or that person is the next coffee shop pop figure. But if that person didn't put in the time to refine their skills, thousands of hours of practice, tweaking aspects of their performance, of their voice, of their, their skill just in general, that record executive would never say anything like that. That record executive would just go in, get his coffee, and leave. But it's the things we do in the times between performance where it will dictate how we show up. How you perform at your job, a lot of people say, oh, I have my life off of work and I have my life on work. But they're both the same. They're both the same. It's all your life. You can act a certain way at work, but aspects of who you truly are will leak out in your communications, in your subcommunications, in your how you show up in general. It's very hard to put up a mask and very draining to put up a mask for eight, nine hours a day when the rest of the period of the day, you're your true self. It's very hard to do that. And unless you're a psychopath, then you're not going to be able to do that. So what you do off of work will determine how you show up on work and will determine what you bring to the work environment. And work is obviously something you should be very, very concerned with because that's how you make your daily bread. That's how you make your money. That's how you make provisions for the lifestyle. And work is performance because if you can't perform, if you can't produce, then you're better off not being hired at all. And that's why I stressed production over everything in the last episode because what you produce, the fruit you bear, will come and go to define you. And that fruit is only refined and sharpened and made even sweeter by quote-unquote hard work, also known as preparation. As we head into this new year, this new decade, this new season, we have to think about how we want to prepare so that we can perform at a high level and the moments that matter the most. Because it's one thing to say, we're going to perform. And it's another thing to say, we're going to prepare. But it's a wholly, completely different thing to say, I am purposeful on this preparation, so I can show out on this performance. 
I'll go back to The Practicing Mind by Thomas Stirner. I mentioned it before, I'll mention it again. Every aspect of life is practice. You're practicing whether you want to or not. Whether you know it or not, you're practicing. You're practicing for an event because your habits, your lifestyle, everything you do on a daily basis will lead you to a certain end. So that is one aspect of practice. And the other aspect of practice is purposely choosing the way you show up in life so that when that event comes, you show up in the best way. So there's two aspects of practice. One is the predestination aspect, and two is the expression aspect. And both of these need to be aligned for you to have whatever it is you want to have. Whether the record executive walks into that coffee shop or whether you get heard on SoundCloud or whatever, it doesn't matter without any preparation. Because even if you don't, even if those things don't happen to you, the fact that you're preparing for a quote unquote big break or you're preparing or your body of work that you're building up, it'll just speak volumes for itself. You won't need to get put on. So again, as we enter this new year, think about how you're showing up in life and think about the ways you're practicing all of these different aspects of your lifestyle and your performance and think about what you're willing to give up so that you can achieve the greater thing because at the end of the day good must be sacrificed to get to great everybody wants great but wanting is not having or doing everybody wants to retire wealthy everybody wants to travel the world. Everybody wants to have a life where they don't worry about certain things. But the question I'd ask is, it's not about what you want. It's about what are you doing now? What are you doing now? What are you doing now to aim towards that one? What are you doing now to make sure that your life doesn't continue to suffer? Because without action, there is no result. And people of the past knew this, even though people of the past were a lot more religious and a lot more, um, they didn't know how things worked as much as we do. And they had to trust some mysterious entities and put their trust in the forces of the universe more so than we do now. But still, even though they had trust in the forces of the universe, they still worked. They still knew that God wasn't coming down to save them. Because the fact of the matter, the end result of everything, of taking action, is that is realizing that nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to clean your apartment again. No one's coming to deliver your dream lifestyle on a silver platter. No one's coming to take your car to maintenance. No one's coming to pay your bills. No one's coming to help you get your dream partner. No one's coming to lower your blood pressure. No one's coming to help you lose weight. No one's coming to help you get on a diet. No one's coming to help you plan for your life. All of these things are on you. And all of these things need that emotional ecosystem, that mental toughness. And if you don't have that, 
if you don't have the willingness to really say, I'm going to push through whatever is holding you back, then you've lost before the game has already started. And that's the root of everything. Developing this inner fire, this inner strength to say, I don't care what the fuck happens. I'm still going to try my best. I'm still going to show out. I'm still going to express myself to the fullest that I can. Because I know that I'm part of this world, this universe. I know that I can make an impact, however small. I know that if I put in the consistent efforts and if I sacrifice, then I will achieve this thing I thought was stupid and crazy. It's actually going to become a reality. A couple of years ago, the lifestyle I'm living now, I thought was completely out of reach. But then I convinced myself that I need to go in this direction. I need to keep doing this every day. And results did not appear immediately. Results never appear immediately. They come at the far side of action taken daily. But now when I look back and I see my footsteps leading to where I am now, I'm just like, oh my God. It was all a result of quote unquote hard work. It was all a result of preparation. It was all a result of just doing the things I needed to do and making sure I pushed myself in some way, however small, every single day. And this is how you get to the point where you're, for me, one aspect of my performance is I'm front squatting 255 for reps. And someone asked me in the gym the other day, like, oh my God, how do you, how do you, how do you do that? Well, that's, that's a lot of weight, man. How do you do that? Like, how do you, how do you just squat that much weight? And I pretty much told him, I did not start off squatting even a fraction of this, but I built it up and built it up and built it up until eventually I got to the point where this is my new normal. This is my, this is my baseline. And the same can happen for anything as well. Anything you want, any aspect of performance you want to improve, if you do the hard stuff, that hard stuff will become easy and it will become just like, eh, this is my everyday. That's what happens because the brain and the body is adaptive. We are adaptive machines. And focus on adaptation, focus on practicing, focus on just improving every day in 2020. That should be your metric, getting better than you were yesterday in some aspect so that you can just produce as much as possible and express yourself so you can impress yourself on this world. To end off, going back to the gym, there was this guy, uh, I sometimes train with him, but the other day we finished a session and it was a good session and as we were leaving, he said, nothing given, some things earned, and everything taken. And I asked him, what do you mean by that? He said that nobody's going to give you anything for most people. Some things you may earn, some things you may earn by just getting a good grade in school, getting a raise, getting a promotion getting a 
some type of prize. You may sometimes earn that. You may sometimes not. But everything must be purposely taken from the jaws of fate. And having that mindset that you just need to go out and conquest and take things will help you realize that you need to strengthen your emotional ecosystem so you can perform at your max, at your max capacity. Everything must be taken. You may get somebody who spares grace on you and gives you something, but you shouldn't count on it. And you should go out there and charge every day and take back every single day because the day will definitely take from you. So that's it for this one. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it gave you some food for thought. I also hope that it inspired you to really think about improving and performance, especially as we head into this new season of opportunity so that when the next year comes at this time, you can think back and say, wow, I'm so glad I improved my performance. I'm so glad I improved my output my effectiveness on the world because I'm in a much better place on in December than I was last December. So again, that's it for this one. Some resources will be in the notes if you care to look there and have a great 2020 and happy new year. Take care.